eclectic history, documentaries to the music that made us move, through stories, trivia and song samples. Sit back and enjoy as we delve into the artists we all love. You're listening to Eclectic History. Welcome back and still keeping with the disco theme for this week, we're arriving at the tail end of the disco era. Riding on the success of the village people, which you can listen to last week's to hear about that history, it was proved that America record labels wanted to jump in and cash in on the success. They were everywhere, on the radio stations, at parties, and everybody wanted to be of this bandwagon to capitalise on the fame. This group was called the Boys Town Gang, summed up everything daring and submersive in a golden age of disco and dance and really the beginning of the dance club culture the mixing and remixing of music together and the good thing about the boys town gang was the music had been heard before it was popular music redone remixed with a disco jingle over the top or a beat to be able to pull together the records for example, one of the famous tunes that they did was Remember Me and Ain't No Mountain High Enough. These two tunes medled together into a perfect 13-minute number. The brainchild of this was a San Francisco DJ producer called Bill Motley. He saw an opportunity to form a disco group. In his search to form the group, he had hundreds of auditions. Because people just knew on the success of the village people that they could cash in on this. This wasn't a one-hit wonder band they were looking for. They wanted another village people. Looking for the vocals, he picked on a lady called Cynthia Manley. The group's first release contained two tracks. That was an instant underground club classic. Motley, being a huge Dinah Ross fan, picked two Ashford and Simpson songs to form a medley of a spectacular number, as just mentioned, Remember Me and Ain't No Mountain Higher.
DJs at the times would beat match and move music in and out of each other, not just waiting to the end of the record to start the other one. These was expertly done. And the skills Motley being a DJ, you can hear in the production of this medley. It flows back and forth in perfect transition and Cynthia's vocals span the song into one 14-minute track. You wouldn't think this was two separate tracks. If you never heard these songs before independently, you would just think it was one combined track made, blended of this Motown into a disco crossover. And this was one of the key points for this group putting together using the popular Motown or popular music of the time over the last 10 to 15 years and bringing it back to a new audience. They'd heard it before at their mum and dad's or they'd heard it before in other places and now they was hearing it again on the dance floor, in the clubs, dancing away with the hidden beat, the thump, thump, thumping enabling them to dance through the night constantly mixing in and out of the records this was the beginning of the dance era yeah all the way back to the beginning of the 80s the music which you still dance to now with the constant hours and hours of mixing started at the disco era this immediately opened the doors for the group who it appeared on dj sets all over America in 1981. The B-side of this album was a powerhouse of a track called Cruising in the Streets, the same name as the album. Only two tracks was on this album, the first one being the Remember Me, Ain't No Mountain Higher, 14 minutes long, and then this called Cruising the Street. This had a new high energy sound that set it apart from disco. Even village people struggled to get through the beginning of the 80s when they brought out their Renaissance New Wave album. It, it didn't do very well. And they went back to their disco roots in the 90s to bring them back into fame with a more retro look rather than keeping up to date. But this guy knew what he was doing. This guy moved forward knowing that people enjoyed the clubs and knowing that he needed the beat, the high energy beat, with the vocals of Cynthia again being used in this track, this overtly homoerotica story within the track. You can hear these two guys meeting each other for the first time. You hear this lady in the background who turns out to be a prostitute. And then two policemen turn up. It was an international success, like I said. The extended version of the song included the lengthy dialogue taking place between the two men, the policeman and the prostitute and what they get up to. I'll leave that to your imagination. Here's a bit of a sample. How you doing, hon? Fine. Say, have you seen a friend of mine? He's dressed a lot like you. Same plaid shirt, Levi's, leather jacket. Kind of kinky looking. Yeah, he went that way. He's the ultimate man as far as I'm concerned, if you know what I mean. But I can never get anywhere with him. You'd probably have better luck. Well, see you around, sugar. Got a cigarette? Sure. Thanks. Hey there, all you hunky guys. Because 
be able to get the record out there, even though they had permission to use Remember Me and 8 Mile Mountain high enough, knowing that the other song on the album of this homoerotica drama, Bill Motley and Victor Swedish formed their own record label called Moby Dick Records, named partly from Victor Swedish bar on the Castro district called Moby Dick Bar. After these two songs, Cynthia had left and was replaced by Jackson Moore for the next album called Discharge. Yep, believe it or not, it's called Disc Charge, the album was called. Everyone was going mad for these popular rehashed disco club versions of the old songs and they used it again in this album. This one being 11 tracks long of popular songs they updated to the club friendly production as the first, remixing the music to a high energy disco beat and hitting number four in the UK charts for their cover of Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Another cover of the album which also hit the charts was called Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. Again, a popular older tune. These two tracks doing so well they both appeared on the UK Top of the Pop show which at the time was hugely successful. You've got to remember this was before MTV came out. There was no music channel. So in the UK at the time you had a dedicated TV show called Top of the Pop. Everyone would tune into it. I'm talking millions. And both these tracks hit the UK Top 20 in 1982. That's Can't Take My Eyes Off You and Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. The group's third album in 1984 was called A Cast of Thousands. And even though it wasn't A Cast of Thousands, it was a higher amount of special artists brought in to help this album. You had artists such as Debbie Jacobs, you've had Sylvester there, you had Margaret Reynolds and the Case Sunshine Band and Marley Shaw, all containing tracks on this album. 
this album again was a hugely successfully album and mainly this time due to a clever medley was a mega mix of disco popular music this brought together at least five to seven different tracks all entwined to create this disco club medley label at the time used by many of the club circuit as a way to know what was coming up and what was going to be out there what was going to hit the club scene and what was going to hit the charts folded this was due sadly to seven out of the ten staff died of aids the group disbanded and in 1986 bill motley the dj producer and creator of the boys town band also died of AIDS. Young people cut down in their prime, who knows where this music would have taken them. To a lot of people, they look at the Boys Town Band being a one-hit wonder, but to myself, it was the creation of that new disco club feel. At the time when disco was all no-no, and moving into this new wave electro feel there were still people enjoying club music and their music moved away from the disco more into the club this had the beats this had people dancing and that was the main thing having people on the dance floor constantly not waiting to the record ends but meddling moving in splicing in this music using two to three turntables at the time to pull in all these different sounds and they bridged it and they were one of the first ones to do that and their style is used today the beat matching style the cleverness of moving older popular songs into the remixes we hear today so hopefully listening to this tiny podcast of today it'll make you open up your spotify search for boys town gang and listen to their great mixes of the popular songs. Thank you. I just can't. 